Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, race fans. Y'all know what time it is. Race Chat Live. Race Chat Live. Got a lot to talk about this evening. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, talking about some racing, some dirt track racing, some uh, cup racing. Another win. By Hendrick Motorsports. Ooh, they are stinking up the show. I don't know how y'all feel about it. I am definitely unimpressed uh, uh, with one organization winning over and over again. Of course, you know, I like Kyle Larson about like I like any of them. Um, I mean, I like Kyle Larson a little bit more than I like most of them, I should say. But, uh, you know, uh, he got taken out six laps to go, Alex Bowman. Uh, that's top headline right there. Uh, Hendrick, Hendrick cars are so good, they're willing to take each other out for the win because they know that they have to beat their driver. They 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 know they have to beat their teammate. If you're Alex Bowman, you do that move. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, he dove it down and uh, hoped for the best. I've heard the old saying, eight tires are better than four. Well, I mean, there, there it is right there in front of you, race fans. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, one of those situations where Alex Bowman uh, knew that it was time to go, knew that if I got around him, uh, I could possibly hold him back. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to win. And you get beat by your teammate all the time. <laughs> Uh, it's it's um it's hard when you you have to go to your organization and you work around the best people in the business. It is hard for you to shine when there's people that are you know if you work for Apple or Google or anything like that, you are facing you're working with the smartest people in the world, 
when you are a driver at Hendrick Motorsports, you are driving for the best team in the world. They have the best engineers and the best drivers, the best equipment, the best motors, and Hendrick Motorsports takes pride in that, and he has every right to. What you've seen with Alex Bowman is what you have to do when you're number three. Alex Bowman's not number one. Number two. Alex Bowman's number three at Hendrick Motorsports. He could be number four. Alex Bowman did what he had to do. He dove it in there. Yeah, it it, it took out Kyle Larson. All right. Well, we've seen that coming from a mile away. I hear you. I hear you. But given that you are number three, at least number three in your organization, and you know that you have a car capable of winning, what do you do? You, you, you forget that he's your teammate. Because right now, he's putting bread on his table. He's putting bread on his table. And Alex Bowman, you've been putting bread on your table too. That's why I'm not mad. Alex Bowman has three wins, y'all. Three wins in the Cup Series this year. Alex Bowman is no joke. He's the real deal. It's not it's not a fluke, okay? Obviously, we go back to what we just said. I mean, he's, you're, you're talking about the best organization and cup race. Best organization. They're the best drivers, best engineers, the best crew chiefs, probably some of the best inner working staff that, that, uh, that any organization has. Now, I'm not putting down Penske by no means. And I'm not saying that Joe Gibbs uh, doesn't have the the uh, just as a good organization as as Hendrick, but I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is Hendrick is the Yankees, the Cowboys, the Yankees of baseball, the Cowboys of football. That's Hendrick Motorsports, no doubt. Joe Gibbs, they're uh, not the Yankees. They're not the Cowboys. They're not. Joe Gibbs is great. Joe Gibbs has been around a long time. But Joe Gibbs' organization started as a research and development car for who who remembers? Look it up. Look it up. Take your phone out. Hit the Google. Look it up. Huh? Joe Gibbs was the the car, the team that Joe Gibbs purchased was the research and development car for Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> I don't make it up, guys. I don't make it up. So they spawned, Joe Gibbs is a spawn of Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick Motorsports is still at the top of the level. Okay? Hendrick Motorsports has survived. Robert Yates Racing, Morgan McClure Racing, Savco, okay, Ganassi, 
<laughs> we add him to the list. Um, but more. Junior Johnson. Help me name a few. DEI. Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick has survived these very good uh, melling. <laughs> Go back to the Bill Elliott days. Felix Sabasis. Felix Sabasis. I mean, uh, yeah, he he he's uh, I mean, Chip Ganassi. Wow. I just never would have thought the sport would be that, but that's that's off track there. We'll go back to what we were saying. Hendrick Motorsports is the dominant team right now, and nobody does it in better fashion than Hendrick Motorsports. There's other teams that can wear the pinstripes. There's only one team that's going to look right in the pinstripes. There's other teams that can wear a star on their helmet. They're only impersonating one other team. I I bid you, you all. <laughs> Since when did Chris become such a huge Hendrick Motorsports fan? <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Hendrick Motorsports. I'm not a fan of the Yankees. I'm definitely not a fan of the Cowboys. But I'm not going to sit here and give you a lie. Hendrick Motorsports is bad. At the top of their game, they've won 15 races out of the last 35. Previous 133 races, they only won 14 races. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Joe Gibbs, they had their reign. Stuart Haas, nobody said a thing. Hendry Motorsports finds something. They're at the top of their game. They're out there waxing ass, kicking butt. Everybody comes unglued. I get it. I understand it. Alex Bowman is the issue here. I'm sure there was a lot of people upset. Alex Bowman wrecked Kyle Larson. But when you're that number three guy, you've got to show the boss that you can be number one. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of times people get into organizations and their ego, work ethic, whatever it may be, it doesn't comply. You don't get results. You have big-time stars go to certain organizations, and they flop. Albert Pujols, hey, great baseball player, long career, spent a long time with with the Angels. He was at his prime with the St. Louis Cardinals. He was at his prime with the Cardinals. He finished his career, uh, with the Angels, I think he's in the National League now or something, but, uh, you know, he was never the same ball player. So Alex Bowman, being the the wingman, he's either intimidated by his competition or it makes him better. And in this case, 
that incident right there is going to make them better. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know my screen, screen's on black, man. All right. So we've got Taz Taylor in. Taz, how you doing? Can you hear me? I unmuted. Maybe this has, maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, hello? Hey, buddy. Hey, Chris. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I was in uh, it was a rant there. I didn't know you were uh, hanging on. How long you been on? I just got on. Oh, okay. Great, 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 great. All right. Because the screen had gone black there okay. as I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pulling from okay, the air I'm the here. New, I'm in a new spot tonight, so that's why I asked. You're in a new spot. I'm in my um, house, just in a different spot. <laughs> you're in a new, okay. All right, you got a middle roof? Uh, service is a bit shaky. Okay. All you just right. have to find, it. you have to find, like, the sweet spot. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. No problem at all. No problem. So, uh, Taz, as I was uh, explaining, that, uh, the 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 move was necessary. Do you understand what move I'm talking about? Uh, no. Refresh me, please. The Alex Bowman spinning Kyle Larson move. Oh yes, that that, that definitely had to happen. That was it was necessary. And I mean, somebody had to stop Larson, and if you can't uh, you can't beat him cleanly, gotta do it somehow. Well, and they've always said eight tires are better than four. Gotta do what you gotta and do for the win. If you have to take out your teammate to do it, then you gotta do it. But but did he really mean to take out his teammate? I'm I'm glad I, I got think, somebody here now that, to argue because I don't believe he did it on purpose. I believe he had to think, make that move. I, I don't think it was fully intentional to take him out. I think Bowman was going for the move, but I don't think he intended for the outcome that happened. Yeah, so like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I just, I see it as he, he needed to make a move. It needed to make it right then and there. I think he planned the outcome that happened the way it did. Right, and, and when you're, and this has to do with what we'll go back to is. He's number three on the roster of the best organization in, 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 in racing right now. He's number three. You're talking about the Yankees or the Cowboys organization of their league. Hendrick Motorsports is the top. And he's the number, at least the number three driver on their team roster. When you're the number three guy, Taz, you've got to take you've got to take those risks because because as I said, you're either intimidated by it or it makes you better. And with with Bowman, I think it makes him better. I think he's not intimidated by the stars that he's surrounded by, and that makes him a star himself. And so that's why that right. move is necessary. That's why that move is necessary. It's not that he meant to spin him. It's that he was going to race his teammate regardless of if it was his teammate. 
He is a winner. He wants to win, Taz. That's the game. That's what we're playing. And Hendrick, Motors being the top organization of the league. That's that that's pressure, man. That's pressure because you've got the best engineers, you've got the best crew chiefs, you've got the best drivers, and you're number three on that list. You got to somehow move up the chain, man. And so you know. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Guys, and you know what, Alex you wanna, Bone was not. Go ahead. If you want to prove you want to be number one in your organization, you got to figure out ways to do it. And if you're going to make bold moves. And, you know, challenge that big guy, the number one guy in the organization, then that's what, if that's what you got to do, then that's what you got to do. I mean, you have a contract extension, but if you want to stay with Hendrick for as long as you possibly can, then you've got, you got to make moves and do what you can. And, and that was a move. It was a botched move. It wasn't a very good move. But it was a move that Alex Bowman, his sponsors, his mama, his friends, and everybody else in the garage figured out right then and there, Bowman's not going to play with you. Bowman's not going to play. He's not going to back down off the throttle just because you're out there winning all the races. He's got the same equipment as you. It might even be a bigger carrot hanging out in front of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we could see a superstar in the in the in the mix here, because as I said, I'll go back to it, Taz. When you're putting a guy in an organization, okay, first of all, athletes these days they're pampered so much, right? It's so much pampering from the time they're in high school all the way up until whatever major sport it is that they're playing. Well, you get a guy who's always been the best, and you put him into the very top league, whether it be NFL, baseball, basketball, NBA, pick your sport. You put him on a team where he's surrounded by a bunch of superstars, there's, a, there's more of a probability that this guy's going to be a flop than it is that he's going to be another superstar. Because you only have, superstars are very hard to find. you got a couple of them right. on your team. When you got a couple of them on your team <laughs> – you know, you're competing against something that's already in the rarity. So nine yeah, times out of ten, when you're the third man on the roster, you're not supposed to have three wins in your pocket already. Alex Bowman's proved it. He's supposed to be where he is. Now, had Alex Bowman not had won a race all year long, Taz Taylor, I would not yep. be bringing this subject to point like I am. Alex Bowman has three wins, man. Three wins. He had to make that move. It was for his mama. It was for his sponsors. It was for his own integrity. I got to try to beat this guy because I know that he's ahead of me in the food chain. I, I support that, man. I think it was. I think it was great. I think that was the move of the race. I don't know what you thought about Road America. I'm, I'm in a positive attitude towards it. I think it was a good race. Didn't like the winner. Hendricks continuing to dominate. As I said before, though, nobody had a problem with it when it was Joe Gibbs. Nobody had a problem with it when it was Stuart Haas. This is Hendricks' time to shine. It's getting boring. But at least it wasn't a race all day long with just Chase Elliott and everybody else, you know, 20 seconds behind. I think that – 
I think Road America is a place to stay for the Cup Series as long as we get the product to show for it like that. Uh, I didn't really see the Xfinity race, unfortunately. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think Road America is a place to go for – I think Road America is really um, a good place, good track, good place to be, and I think the Cup Series can shine there for road course racing. Was I was skeptical it? at first, but I was skeptical at first, but after seeing this weekend, I'm okay with it. It's not must see TV. It's not. It's not like it's it's not a race that you would that you immediately turn Stop on. But if you wanted doing. a good race, if you wanted a good race to watch, but you have nothing else to put on that would be it that would be it no it's it's a it's a perfect background race it's a perfect background race let's admit it the barbecue i was out there throwing down in the barbecue had my tv sitting out there on the on the picnic table it was it was background music man it was background music but it was great because then what i was able to do was i was still able to fancy with the family right right and I didn't have to feel like I was locked down because let me tell you something, my brother. When it's a plate race, when it's a when it's a super speedway race, I don't miss that. And so I would have been the entire time worried about watching the TV instead of background music. That's what it was. It was background music, and it was great because it, it, it's long and drawn out, and there was twists and turns, and you could look up there, and it was always something worth catching your eye it didn't have to it didn't have to be the the eye can the 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 10 it, it was it, it was nice eye candy and i i i, I say nascar good move uh um obviously yeah, the crowd i i definitely applaud them for that they took it they took a chance and they hit the mark road america on july 4th huh. beautiful how about that? Like it's America. Yeah, who America. knew? Yeah. Kyle Busch stunk up the show in the Xfinity series. True or false? After Dinger was Dinger was a front for a good, for a lot of that too. Yeah. Yeah, true or false though? Did he stink up the show? I think Kyle Busch made it interesting. So I, I think three different times he made it interesting. <laughs> it reminded me of the Dale Earnhardt days, right? I mean, you get the further you put him behind, the more times he goes off course, and then bam, he's a winner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> how, how many times did he leave the course, Tad? Like three times? I think it was it was it was up there, uh, three or four times, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That boy is something else. I, I mean, I, I spent years hating on him. I have no hate for him now. I don't. I mean, uh, he uh, he's still doing things in race cars others can't. So um, no need to uh, no need to do any bashing against him. So I did not get to watch the SRX series, and I didn't. It's unfortunate too. Uh, any other news? Oh, Track House. Did we did we cover that already? Track House. I mean, I think that was breaking oh. news. Like, yeah, the Ganassi, day after our show. Yeah, Trackhouse announcing that they bought Ganassi. Um, I think they had their, I think they had their lease from Spire, actually. Um, and they had some equipment lease through RCR. I don't know, it was a weird deal they had. 
and now they bought Chip Ganassi to field two cars. And rumor has it that uh, Kurt Busch was in talks w- with Trackhouse before the news broke out, and apparently he did not even know about the news. Trackhouse mm-hmm. buying. Um, he didn't even know about Jim the news Ganassi. of Trackhouse be- buying Ganassi. Right. I've run. I, you know, it's one of those things that's very hard to keep a secret in racing, but you almost have to believe that for sure. You know, first of all, the comment that Justin Mark said when Spire sold the uh, charter was, "We we didn't know anything about that." I don't believe that, and it's very hard to trust anything afterwards because within a week they announced that they were purchasing Ganassi Racing, so. It was kind of like I'm going to keep my mouth shut because they know what I'm doing, and so they're keeping their mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? It was like there was a yeah. tight lid on that. There was a pretty tight lid on that. I don't think at any point in time uh, there wasn't uh, – everybody was kind of on cue on how this was going to, this was going to work out. And uh, um, the, the serious question still is where's, who, who drives that second chartered – Kellogg car because uh, I I believe that's going to be a GMS uh, lease for that for that uh, for that charter. I don't know. But um, I don't know where I don't know who's going to be driving the second track house car. I mean, there's Kurt Busch in the talks. There's Ross Chastain. There there's a number of variables for this one. So I I don't know. I'm kind of lost on that one. I guess you could say. Uh, Ross Chastain uh, is uh, a great guy. Chastain, I would I would go with Ross Chastain to keep your underdog uh, kind of story to it. I mean, you already have Suarez, who's proven to do way more than probably what they expected for their first season. And why not add a guy like Ross Chastain? Yeah, he's aggressive, but the dude can wheel a car if, if he's got the equipment for it. I'm stuck on that. I believe Ryan Newman would be the better choice because he takes care of his equipment and he'll get the most out of the race car. He's good at spreading data. He's an engineer himself. Uh, He's done – we didn't see any change at Roush Fenway Racing until Ryan Newman. So I feel like Ryan could really put forth a lot of data towards the Trackhouse organization. I I mean, this is assuming Kurt Busch is already gone. I believe Kurt Busch is gone, but who knows? You know, Kurt, like you said, was talking to Trackhouse. So Trackhouse is obviously in the direction already with Chip Ganassi and knew when they were talking to Kurt Busch that they could possibly uh, be adding, because there was no secret that they were trying to add a second car. So, uh, you know, uh, it was old news that Kurt Busch uh, had talked to Trackhouse. But I feel like, you know, that's going to be more for the second Toyota team, uh, over at uh, Michael Jordan Racing, Denningham uh, twenty three eleven, whatever it is, uh, that he's gonna Kurt Busch is gonna go over there because as as I said about Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch can at least provide a lot of data and experience for a team that's 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 fairly new and and it, bringing Ross Chastain on, you know, that's kind of you got a you've got an aggressive driver tears up equipment, Daniel Suarez. Get, you know, he's kind of an aggressive driver, too. So I don't know if those two would uh, necessarily rock the fold 
there in that organization. But my question is, we're either going to lose the one or we're going to lose the 42. Very interesting there, right? What do you think, Taz? Which one, which one do you – which number do you dissolve? If you're purchasing – because you, you would think Daniel Suarez is going to stay 99, right? So they bought Chip Ganassi Racing, the one and the 42. What number do you dissolve? What number goes away? Is this is is this the chance where Dale Earnhardt Jr. picks up the one number? I love numbers. I'm the first thing that I thought about as soon as this happened was what's going to happen to the one or the forty-two? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think I think the one goes because um, I was actually. When this news broke out, at, um, I believe I was watching a I was watching a Twitch stream of a designer making some custom, some concept painting, and he was thinking of what number to use, and he wasn't sure about he didn't like the one. It would look, but. At the same time, he kind of would like the fact that, hey, you could have a 1 to 99, adds up to 100. But he was also thinking of Justin Marks might go with the 42 because Justin has some attachment to the 42 number. Mm-hmm. But he may go with number 98 because nobody has that number. That he, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has ownership of that number, period. So he may he could go with 98 on that one, but if I had to go with anything, probably 42 because Justin Marks may have some attachment to it. But that depends on what he feels like. Well, and I feel like it would be the number one. The, 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 it would be the 42 that dissolves. It would be the number one that stays because everybody wants to be number one. You know, I mean, that's what I think anyway, and, and, and that's a DEI number. But if it does go away... Um, Seems like Childress gets his hand on just about anything that was former DEI. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Childress snatch that number up. But I would definitely uh, like to see Dale Jr. possibly take the number one um, just because of the connection to DEI. But now, you know, that was years before uh, uh, Steve Park ever drove the one car. That was a Richard Jackson owned car with Skull. Uh, being the sponsorship uh, with, uh, I believe, Rick Mast. Rick Mast, the driver of that car. So, uh, The one car's been around a long time, and so the past drivers with the 42 notable drivers, Jamie McMurray, uh, Kyle Larson, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, Sterling Marlin, Kyle Petty. Any more notables? Can you think of one, Taz, who's been in the 42 car? That's a pretty good list right there, though. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, good list out there. I can't think of much with the 42. Reed Sorensen? Uh, no, he drives the 41. Reed Sorensen drives the yeah, 41. Yeah, he was the 40. He was the 41. Casey um, Mears. Oh, wow. You can't I, don't know if you men- I don't know if you mentioned him, but Lee Petty was in the 42. Jamie McMurray, Joe Nemechek. Ah, Joe Nemechek. Very good. Kenny Irwin Jr. Kenny Irwin Jr. got killed in the 42. Exactly. Dick, 
Dick Trickle, Kenny Wallace. Uh, Kenny Wallace, the 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 uh, the dog uh, with with the the uh, what was it? Was it Red Dog? I believe it was Red Dog sponsorship. It was actually the, that was Felix Sabatis's number uh, that uh, that team was started with. So uh, that's that's cool, man. Way to bring boy to bring some memories back there. Yeah, the forty two's been around a long time. A lot of different drivers in it. Um, you know, the one car, Martin Truex Jr., Steve Park, Daryl Waltrip at one point in time, Rick Mast, uh, um, probably the most notable Martin Truex Jr. Outside of who drives it, uh, well, Kurt Busch. Steve Park. So who, drove it bef- who drove it before Kurt Busch? Um, Who's in that one car? Uh, J-Mast. Jamie McMurray? I thought he was in the 42. Yeah. Or is that his return? Okay, that was when he oh. came back to Kanazi. When McMurray came back with uh, Ganassi for the 500, he drove the 77, but he drove the one before uh, he decided to call it, I guess you could say, a racing career, but it wasn't, like, fully retired, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, McMurray... But was with his second stint with Ganassi, his original number when he was there was the 42, 42 car because I believe that's Jamie McMurray got his very first Cup win in the 42 car. He was subbing for then injured Sterling Marlin. I believe that would have been 2004, maybe 2003. So yeah, another notable real quick uh, the. Uh, um, uh, oh, yeah, that, that uh, Chip Ganassi had only finished one time in the top five in the 30 years that Ganassi's been, uh, been a, a car owner. So that stat kind of uh, that kind of surprised me there. But uh, so that's the news really on that side. Our caller call in didn't uh, didn't happen again, and. Uh, uh, I'm really not surprised by that, but uh, let's see what else it was that we had on this. Any, uh, you got some subjects here? Taz, as we have to dig SR, in our pockets today. SRX to IRP or Lucas Oil Raceway, you missed a show. I did, so, and, and my DVR didn't record it either for some dang reason. I don't know why. Looks, looks like you have to watch it on YouTube there. Yeah, I should have already, but it's been such a busy day. It's already up there. It's up yeah, there. yeah. I had to cut. So yesterday we put our pool together and we had company, and it was just crazy. I didn't get in bed till four o'clock this morning because I had to watch, finish watching the cup race. The very last thing that I had seen with the cup race yesterday before my wife lured me into a project that took about ten hours. Um, it went from pulling some eggs out of a chicken pen to completely redoing the whole pool that we had. But anyway, so I finally got in and about one o'clock and I watched, uh, I, I finally was able to finish the race and all, but, um, yeah, so wasn't able to catch up with the SRX series. Tell me a little bit about it, buddy. Uh, the, the, the heat races were mellow for the most part. The, there were really no yellows for any like incidents. There, they did like those, uh, what do they call it? The the fun flag yellows to bunch the field up about halfway through the, each heat. 
but it was it was Scott Speed picking up the Heat win in the first one, and Helio Castroneves won the second won the second heat. But the feature was mellow up until the final. I would say about final twenty laps, and things are getting uh, more intense and more wild. Tony Stewart was actually not the favorite to win. It, I mean, going in he was, but as soon as the race was, as soon as the feature was happening, he kept on sliding back, sliding back, and he he was he was not the guy that you would be rooting for, and. <laughs> But a um, couple of interesting notices about that. Uh, if you haven't watched Paul Tracy's entrance to the track, that was hectic. That was awesome. Um, but Helio, Helio shines in there. Uh, Scott Speed was another one. But the the one guy that was that was basically a talk of the town for the feature was Ernie Francis Jr. The guy who has been running, who's a seven-time Trans Am at 23 years old. And those seven championships all happened consecutively. Got the job done. And he held off Scott Speed. And I know uh, Helio and Scott Speed got into it uh, later in the race, which sucked for me. But since I had Helio as my pick. But Labani showed up. He was there. He just didn't have enough for Ernie. Ernie was was on point for the feature. So how did uh, how did Scott Speed do? I, was that a pausing point or how did Scott Speed he, do? Because I was I mean this guy I resonate as a wheel man. He can drive anything. He is he's he's Tony Stewart, but he didn't ever get the 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 chance to be the Tony Stewart that we know, but he can damn near drive anything else. Well, he he uh, led from flag to flag in the first heat. Um, he was he was basically the class of the field for that first heat race. Then in the second heat, obviously with the field being inverted, he had to start at the rear and finished finished uh, seventh place out of there. Then the feature, he finished third, and he led the first, and he he started second with his average finish, uh, and then he led the first 22 laps, and he was he was running up front. I don't I think the farthest he fall, fell back was I believe like third or fourth, maybe fifth. Miss Lee probably correct me on that one, if, but I believe. But he was up there. He was competing. Yeah, Scott's a talented and I, driver. And I think that and I think he got gypped, and I believe that IRP proved that he should have been in some some decent competitive equipment when he was with NASCAR, and it was and it sucked that he really wasn't. Oh yeah, I mean th- this is you know another guy that comes from Formula One, similar to AJ Allmendinger. Uh, Scott Speed's been able to be a winner in just about anything he's ever driven in. He was driving with the w- with Red Bull, who already had one foot out the door. You know, he didn't uh, that that '84 team never really come together as good as the '83 team. The '83 team, of course, was the Vickers team, and uh, eventually become the 
four team of Casey Kane, which wasn't really anything great about that 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 team either. But uh, um, Scott Speed definitely did not get the chance that uh, I think he deserved. But uh, always known him to be a wheelman and expected uh, expected good results from him. So it's good to hear that uh, that's what we were able to get. Yeah, so this week we have Slinger, which is a quarter-mile track. We know 11 of the 12 drivers for this race, and the reason why I say that is because tomorrow night, live on speed51.com, is the Slinger Nationals, and the winner of that will will be piloting that 12th SRX card. So there's a lot riding on the line besides putting your name in the history books for the Slinger Nationals. Yeah, and wow. I be- and and there's I believe there's already a good star-studded field for the Slinger Nationals, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Eric Jones is one of the names racing in it. Um, trying to see if I can find it. I know I'm kind of whipping a lot of things up last minute and I apologize for that but no it, it's okay it's the holiday and uh we're short uh a co-host but uh you know we're we're, we're uh we're getting this thing done man I mean it's 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 no worries yes. it's no worries at all uh wow can't believe I just seen that um Yeah, I'm looking for uh But yeah, the Slinger Nationals will be piloting that uh Rocky Balboa car, the red, white and blue machine. Um but I know I think I think in terms of the broadcast for this past week it was Dario Franchitti with Alan Bestwick. Franchitti wasn't bad, pinch though. In my opinion, I thought Hinch was on point, but Dario was better better than Danica, but not as good as Hinch. Some people were getting mixed reactions. Some people are saying Danica was better, and I'm just like, not at all. No, <laughs> Danica made things awkward in the first race. The second race, she did better, but wasn't as great. Yeah, no. I think it was the uncomfort of the racing series like in in i guess from what some people are saying she did better with the indy car reports because she like knows the cars knows the racing but right but this series it was it was just hard for her i guess which i can understand but at the same time like if you're going to be on broadcast tv you should you know at least do some kind of research stuff being like instead of being you know kind of questionable and you don't know until you find out yeah that's just my opinion yeah and some people are able to go you know they're able to uh go with the flow of things and other people like you said when there's not enough knowledge there uh they're you know it's 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 more limited on what they can actually talk about it and you know Danica's more of a eye candy anyway than anybody ever really pays attention to what she says but she did really good with the IndyCar broadcast I'll agree uh that was uh she was she didn't seem like there would be not going into that uh that, that 
that episode did I think that she wasn't going to be, you know, uh, just as ready as she seemed to be with the IndyCar coverage, but definitely uh, if there were a wrench in the bucket there. But uh, so Dario, not there was mixed reviews with him in the booth. Yeah, some people didn't like him. Some people did. I didn't mind him, honestly. I thought he did better than Danica, but I, I still think Kinch was whole was a lot better than him. Uh, oh, thank, thank you, Miss Lee, for this. Slinger Nationals entry list and some names that we could see in an SRX car this weekend. We got names like Steve Appel, Rich Bickle. Let's see. We also got names like Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar, Derek Krause, Ty Majeski, Stephen Nath, if I said that right. Bubba Pollard is another one in there. Big late model. And I do believe Eric Jones is in this too, if I do remember correctly. That's uh, interesting that you brought up Eric Jones because I read something today that he has not uh, signed a contract for next year. And could he be maybe a second driver that goes into the track house or Kellogg race team, or even more fitting, maybe the 10 car over at Stuart Haas racing. He is Eric Jones, a viable a viable free agent is he a viable free agent would you make your organization better if you bought if you brought eric jones to your racing he's got talent he put the 20 car in victory lane two or three times and we all and obviously joe gibbs thought well we can put if we put get rid of Jones and put Bell in that 20 car, we'll see more improvements. And I honestly don't think we see really that much improvement. It's kind of like the same, really. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, I mean, Eric Jones has put the 43 car and been seen in quite a while. So I think, I, I think Eric Jones could be going over to uh, – Jones going over to SHR in the 10 car probably would be a good fit. He'll be a number three car in that stable anyway. A lot better than being number four at Joe Gibbs. If I was Joe Gibbs or if I was Denny Hamlin, the first person I would have called before Kurt Busch would have been Eric Jones because I know that the kid has talent. But I believe that the way that he was done with Toyota, he will not go back to Toyota. That that would probably be... Um, but I don't know, you know, like I said, some people are, 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 uh, intimidated and other people are challenged. Um, whether or not Eric Jones is, I believe he could be challenged as well. I think he's a good driver. So being that they just threw him out on his ass like they did, I wouldn't be entertaining any phone calls, even though it would be one of the better organizations to go to. I would just believe that a year later, uh, Eric Jones has a little bit more collateral than what he had last year because, I mean, he's done to the 43 better than what Bubba Wallace was doing. Uh, 
Yeah, he he's done definitely done better than Bubba Wallace has been in that 43 car. But I'm hoping that if, say, for instance, if Eric Jones wins the Slinger National and gets into an XRX car this Saturday, um, I kind of hope he makes a statement with the field and maybe Stewart can look at him and like, hey, I want you on my race team for next season. Ernie Francis had no problem saying that he was looking for a truck ride. Um, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, no, he didn't. Mark because Marcus Amonis congratulated him and saying that how about let's let's get you in, let's get you in for a truck ride. And Ernie's like, I'll take on the challenge. And so, let, let's let's let's. I got a question. This is an honest question. I would guess that Ernie Francis is uh, black, white. What? Anybody know? Black. Okay, does it freaking matter? The kid's got talent. I don't right. care what he looks like. The kid's got talent. Right, does it matter? So why is it a subject with one but not a subject with the other? I'm sorry. I, 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 I mean, I was just stating the obvious. We don't have to talk about that anymore. But, yes. Let's bring Ernie Francis to the truck series. Let's see. Let's see that talent some more. Let's see it. I want to see it because uh, he went out there and raced a, some guys with a lot of, lot of experience at an oval track and did good. <laughs> exactly, Miss Lee. Yeah, he exactly. <laughs> it does not freaking talent. matter at all. The guys got and talent. Shoot. And shoot, we're seeing the local guys from SRX getting a truck ride. I believe um, I believe Bobby Brown's racing at Knoxville in the Truck Series this weekend. Uh, Doug Kobe has a ride lined up for Bristol in the spring with the Truck mm-hmm. Series with GMS. I don't remember what I don't remember exactly what truck uh, Bobby Brown's got. I have to look at that here. Well, but, it was announced today that Donnie Shot, who's not been in the SRX Series, he's got a truck ride. Uh, for not well, at the dirt race. <laughs> well, I'm not saying. Well, I'm not saying. I mean, that's great for Donnie Schatz. I mean, yeah, he didn't come from SRX, but it's great seeing that these these local guys are now getting a shot thanks to SRX, and SRX is putting them in a spotlight. I mean, yeah, it's only one race, but it's like you're putting them in a spotlight. You're giving them a chance. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about this series. Like you're taking a local guy, putting him on a spotlight, race against some of these guys, and see what they can do. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we don't know who the open driver is this weekend. Is it uh, is Speed still in the race car? No, it's Greg. Greg Biffle is coming back for this. Oh, one. Biffle. Okay, Biffle. So, uh, what size track is this? I've never watched a race from Slinger. We're at Slinger, the quarter mile. Oh, so it's a little bitty track. Oh, yeah. The racing there is pretty good. I've seen highlights. I've never watched a full race, but I've seen highlights. It's a, it's a great, great track to put on a show. But we're going to start off with SRX picks. And... 
course, we're going to do, of course, how we've been doing it all season after the first race is the invert of our SRX point standing, pick point standings. So that's going to come down to me apparently holding up the rear because I get good luck in the heats, but in the feature time, it's the window. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of good drivers. There's Biffle, there's Helio, uh, Labani's a good one, Stewart, obviously. But being it's a quarter mile, banked kind of like Bristol with that high baking there. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Bailey Deegan subbing for TK this week. But I'm going to make a bold move on this. I think he's going to ride off some momentum. I'm going to I'm going to ride with Labani on this for mm. this week. I haven't seen Labani do anything this year that was that was anything compared to what I've seen in his uh Well, you know, he's, I didn't even, I mean I, I mean, he didn't perform very well in the dirt, but I mean, Lucas Oil and Stafford, he was running up front. I mean, Stafford, I mean, was a longer race. So it was kind of hard to really put your full effort in when you're trying to save tires because you're only running one set of tires. They got lucky this week with a, with the fresh set for the feature, but um, but I think that I, I'm gonna have to go with a favorite, one of my favorites in this one. I have to go with Labani. Uh, next on the card would be Craig, but I have not seen him active for a while, so we may have to pass up on him. Mr. CJ, unfortunately, where I don't see him unless he wants to chime in quick somewhere. I don't see him on the list, so that leaves you, Chris. Oh, Miss Lee must be in the lead. Yeah. Well, that, I don't know. By seven points. Oh, goodness gracious. You're ahead well, of Mr. CJ by one. Mr. CJ is catching. You know, I've been I've been high on the horse that they'll be surprised when they get to pick Tony Stewart uh, because that's not who I'm going with this week. Uh, two weekends in a row. He's he served me well. He's uh, not, not hurt me, that's for sure. But you you, you got to know that there's a guy out there who's still got it. I don't think it's Bill Elliott. I don't think it's Bobby Labonte. I don't think it's Paul Tracy. I don't think it's Michael Waltrip, but I've watched Greg Biffle, and to think that Greg Biffle is missing anything today that he didn't have a few years ago or whatever, Biffle's still sharp, and he can get in a race car, and he can point that thing in the direction, and he's going to have a good finish. So I'm putting my money with Greg Biffle this week. The Biff. The Biff. All right. Let's see where Miss Lee's going because we have two drivers that have been picked on every on every one of our picks we've done for SRX. And I want to see if she picks one of those two. Oh, she's going Deegan. Okay. That's, mm, interesting. She's going Haley Deegan. And let me tell you something about Haley Deegan real quick. We, the older group, didn't understand the implications that Deegan had when she ran as good as she did the other day. 
But the younger crowd did not miss it. And the younger they they treat Deegan as if she is the next superstar. So if Deegan plays her cards right, I think she's got the fans already. Uh, so that's a, that's a great choice. Like, I didn't realize the the effect that Deegan would have through the younger racing community. I remember, I have three boys, 13, 12, and 10. And their reaction to Haley Deegan was, first of all, I was like, y'all even know who Haley Deegan is? <laughs> you know, like, I've never... I never knew y'all knew who Haley, Haley was. Oh, Daddy, she ran good. Okay, wow, that's amazing. So uh, when you've got uh, that, that age group that's, that's interested in, in uh, a fan of her, uh, the implications of her good run a couple weeks ago, there's no surprise that uh, Miss Lee chose Haley Deegan, none at all. Um, and she says she knows this track, so... Well, we'll see how well she knows it, and depending on how aggressive she wants to be, I know she can be aggressive, but we'll see how she hand, how she can be with some of these guys. Um. So that's, uh, that's we have two races left at Slinger this week. Where's the finale at? We are at Nashville Fairgrounds, and here's the catch for that one: we know the ten full-time drivers. But we do not know who the superstar ringer is, and we do not know who the local ringer is for Nashville. And they're supposed to be announced next week as we head into the final weekend. Wow. Do you believe that there will be a second season? I do believe so. I I do believe there will be a couple tracks they may return to for next year that were ran this year. I would like to see a couple of new different tracks. I would like to, I like the two dirt races. Not sure about the back-to-back part, but I do like the two dirt races. If I had to create their schedule for next year, um, I would definitely go with track. If you could pull it off, Ooh, Taylor you Swift. Can pull it. No, Tony Stewart. Yeah. If he can pull it off. He really likes Taylor I would, Swift. Though. I would like to see. I would like to see New Smyrna as an opener. <laughs> yeah, that's a good then, track. Uh, I like that. What about Five then, Flags or Mobile Speedway? Mobile Speedway doesn't even have a a, a front stretch wall in their corners. Um, that would be interesting. I see it this way. SRX keeps the format the way it is. If think about going to a road course, I think season two would be a good one to go for. I would, I personally would like to see new Smyrna in Florida. Stop at a track in Carolinas. Move there. Uh, maybe Caraway Speedway because that's where they had they did the te- some of the testing, the initial testing for the SRX cars. So I would say Caraway Speedway would be a good one. Plus it's close to their shop, so that'd be a good one for race two. Race three, I would go to a road course, and I'm gonna favor. Oh, 
I would go to a road course for race three, or actually, no, better yet, for race three, go to Wheatsport Speedway in New York. I know it's a little bit of, of a flat track, but it does have some banking, but Wheatsport has been known to put out some good races, especially for the big block modified. Um, yeah, I'll, you know what? Let's do Mid-Ohio for their road course as race number four, then head to Eldora for race five, and I would keep Nashville for your for, for your uh, season finale. So we're adding a road course to the SRX series? Why? Well, why would we they, do that? They want to run a road course for the series to kind of uh, put, put a little balance, balance in their competition for the IndyCar sports car guys. Once again, is this entertainment or is this racing? Is this a racing league or is this entertainment? I need to know if there's a difference. Because I thought that this was going to be entertainment, but it's sounding more and more each week like a racing league. Like this is, you know, is Tony is this Tony Stewart's pissed off at NASCAR, snuck something in, said, "Hey, we're going to do this the entertainment side of things," and now all of a sudden he's trying to be competition with the big league. Or uh, this is my second week to ask this question. Yeah, I have to agree with Miss Lee. I think it's a little bit of both, and. In my eyes, we'll see what Miss Lee thinks. But in my opinion, I see it's a little bit of both because they have the fun flag um, to kind of bunch up the field, keep the racing close. And, and I'm liking the short track racing, given the, uh, lo- giving the local guys a shot and throwing in a random superstar ringer to kind of mix things up a little bit. But... I like the racing side of, but I think it's a little bit of a racing side with it because now you're having guys who are mixing it up week in, week out, and now rivalries and rivalries and storylines are actually, you know, building up into each and every race. So uh, it, it's a little bit of both for me. And it makes sense that it's with CBS. It's hopefully encouraging fans to go to local tracks. Miss Lee says it's not uh, in competition with NASCAR. It opens up local racing to more of a national audience. I agree with that in a, to a point. I do agree with that to a point. Uh, but I also know that it is in competition with NASCAR. It is. Uh, everybody keeps talking about shorter races, shorter races. Well, Tony's putting on this show – you know, that's that last two hours. Okay. And it's in a controlled moment. And so, you know, if you go back to what he created with the uh, prelude to the dream, it was similar to that. He created a program, knew exactly how long it was going to take to do it. And this is the, this is the same uh, uh, format that he used with the prelude to the dream. So um, I, I think that this has become more of a series league than it is entertainment. It's, it, I mean, and, we're all going to have different opinions on it, but I, I just believe that the it's a little bit of both. The only concern I have with the race format, if they're going to run on a road course, is how are they going to do that? Because obviously with a road course, you're depending on how long it is. It's going to depend right. on how, right. how you're going to do the racing. Right. That's where my concern is. 
But in terms of short tracks, how their format works, it's beautiful. Right. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Five laps for the heat races, ten laps for the feature race? I mean, for a road course, you know? Well, how are you going to do that? It doesn't, uh, it doesn't fit the programming. And, and we want to make this about the SRX series. We want to make this about Tony Stewart. But in reality, this is about CBS. And the one thing that I give CBS credit to is they're the secret sauce behind TV. They're the secret sauce behind Lucas Oil. There's the secret sauce. Uh, and Tony Stewart knew that. There was already a built relationship between uh, the CBS executives and Tony Stewart. And this just may be a bid for CBS to try to get back to Daytona 500. We know that NBC's having issues. We know that uh, uh, they're closing down one of their channels, NBC Sports Network. So, you know, the contract uh, could possibly be up in the air very soon, and CBS could maybe put in a bid to bring the Daytona 500 back to CBS. Was for so many years. And so this may just be something that CBS is using Tony Stewart for. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be that Tony Stewart's using this as a way to get back or whatever. I mean, I, I'm going to think of many different ways that this could be. And, I'm, and, I, well, and, you know, I'm sure somewhere in the middle it's the truth, right? Uh, uh, but well, my concern sure. is if CBS is doing this to lure NASCAR in, now, first thing NASCAR is going to do is they're going to say, we want a non-compete clause. And they, they could basically cancel the SRX series just by the stroke of a pinship. And CBS well, could Stuart, be willing to pay for that. Well, Stuart has mentioned numerous times that the series was not built to get back at NASCAR. The series heading to Eldora and losing the truck series was not a way to, yes, it was. you know, hate on NASCAR and get back at them. Everything was just how it was. So mm-hmm. I'm sure SRX had Eldora marked as a track from day one when Tony Stewart said, Hey, I'm, Hey, I want to be a part of this. So, and then I, so I can see with that sense. And I don't think it's really a competitor to NASCAR. I don't think some of this is really a shot to NASCAR. I think a lot of this is kind of just just bringing back something different in motorsports in general and just seeing it from a different platform, different broadcast team, different everything. Yeah, and Conor McGregor really wanted to be a – he really wanted to be a boxer. It wasn't about the hundreds of millions of dollars he could make off of it. It was that he really wanted to be a boxer. That's what you're saying, Ted, and I I don't mean to disagree but I mean seriously, it, you know, there's money involved here. It's it's it, it. They were buying, you know, Tony Stewart sold the 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 video rights. He got a hundred million dollar check. You know, he's got to want that check to be bigger, right? <laughs> I mean, we're talking a hundred million dollars here. It. I just. I don't think he's really trying to compete at NASCAR. I mean, there may be shots that he could make on on the quiet notice that we're not seeing in the public eye, but I just that don't think... That same $100 million could have been put into a series or a local... Uh, the, the local 
a late model series that's all across America. It could have been put into that instead of Tony Stewart's pocket to create some goofy looking race cars and a, and a, a, an argument between whether or not it's it's entertainment or a series. That's where we're at. And I'm not disking it. I'm not putting it down, brother. I, I like the SRX series, but I just don't know the long-term factor here. I just don't see this being a legitimate long-term factor. And it's disappointing. It's a bridge, Miss Lee says. I can see that in a way. I could definitely see it being a bridge. Chris, are you there? I hope I didn't lose you. I hear no Chris at all. Miss Lee, can you hear me on my end? Somehow we lost Chris. I think. I hope not, anyways. All right. Well, since we kind of lost Chris, um, we'll try to change things up. Where we ran and started to run into our local racing segment. Uh, usually. Usually I kick things off, and, uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm about to do anyway. Uh, this past weekend, Friday night, Utica Rome rained out. Uh, since Northeast has been getting hit with weather in the past week, Saturday, Fonda would have ran, but due to unsaturated grounds and stuff, they did not run Saturday. But Sunday, Fonda ran for the Short Track Super Series third annual Firecracker 50 and the question going into the weekend was, can somebody knock off Stuart Friesen since he won the first two races of the Firecracker 50? And we're about to find out if he does. We do have a highlight reel. 
Starting with the 50-lap feature event, Rocky Warner, Matt Shepard on the front row, Stuart Freeze and Adam McCall right behind them. Green flag is out. We're racing 50 laps at Fonda Speedway. In the turns, one and two is Matt Shepard on the outside, taking the early race lead with Rocky Warner. Second, it's Stuart Freeze and back to third. Everyone rocketing down the back straightaway in the turn three and four, first time. And leading lap number one of 50 here at Fonda, it's going to be Superman Matt Shepard. Stuart Freeze is going to get the challenge from Mahaney back from the third position while Rocky Warner settles for second. Mahaney up to third, putting Stuart back to fourth. Down the back straightaway, they ride with one lap complete on lap number two. Billy Decker watching from position number five. Stuart's going to go to the outside, try to make something work. Moving forward to four laps complete. Stuart Freeze is going to run on the outside of Mike Mahaney. He'll look to take third on the outside in the turn three and four. Mahaney down low, Stewart on the outside. Stuart rockets through turn number four, takes over position number three. Moving ahead to six laps complete. It is Shepard running down with lap traffic. Rocky Warner is breathing down his neck as we go on to turn three and four. Rocky in the bottom, Shepard up high. Battle for the lead continues on. Shepard trying to hold off Rocky Warner, but the yellow flag comes out for Mike Mahaney with a right rear flat. Slow on the back stretch. Now, here we go with the restart with seven laps complete. And Stuart Friesen on the inside, Shepard on the outside. Stuart Friesen, your new race leader off corner number one. Shepard going to try to run him down, but Stuart Friesen says, see you later, folks, I'm out of here. He takes off like a rocket through third, three of four, and runs away with a Shepard in second. Rocky Warner still in third as everyone motors off turn number four and into turns one and two now. Moving ahead, the 24 laps complete as Stuart Friesen working deep into lap traffic this time. Halfway through this 50-lap main event, 25 in, 25 to go. And Stuart Friesen now leading with 26 laps to go. Battle for second, way back behind them. It's Shepard and Rocky Warner. Warner looking to the inside of Matt Shepard. Shepard holding them off into turn number two. Shuts the door on him on the inside, but they're... Rocky Warner is going to throw it into the inside in turn three and four. Shepard goes up high, and Rocky Warner takes advantage. He'll take over spot number two off quarter number four. Shepard still side by side with Rocky Warner, but Warner says, that's my spot for good, and I'll work around lap traffic better than you. Matt Williamson trying to make his presence known with Mike Guler back from fourth and fifth with 31 laps complete this time, and we have a yellow with David Schilling and Rocky Warner collecting each other. And that, unfortunately, ends Rocky Warner's night in the main event. Here we go with the green flag back with nine laps to go. Stuart Friesen and Matt Shepard still in the front row. Billy Decker's worked his way back up into the top three. As he is now underneath Shepard off corner number two. Down the back straightaway. Stuart Friesen takes off with the lead. But Shepard and Decker still battling for second and third. Decker on the bottom, Shepard up high, and it's looking like Decker can get that run, but no, Shepard's got it at the line by a tire. And the turns one and two, Decker will throw it in on the bottom for one and two, and Decker takes over position number two, moving Shepard back to third with eight laps to go. And with the white flag waving on Stuart Friesen, looking to go three for three in Firecracker 50 short track Super Series racing action at Fonda. He goes in a three and four setting sale. And he goes three in a row with a short track Super Series Firecracker 50 at Fonda Speedway, followed by Billy Decker, Matt Shepard, Matt Williamson, and Mike Guler, the top five. 
that's pretty much most of the race weekend we had up here in the Northeast. Um, then um, this Saturday, more tire group will have will be back in action with the adult and novice carts, and then our gambling modified twin feature events for the mowers. The Basically, what they'll do is they'll run one heat race to determine the lineup for the first feature. Then the second feature will be lineup will be determined by, well, this is where the gambling part comes in. The top three. Top three for the mower modified feature from the first one will go into a redraw. And they'll redraw however many mowers are in. So if there's eight that show up, there'll be eight pills in a in a jar, and the top three will have to redraw one through eight, determine these where they start for the second feature, and then everyone else once those three have drawn their starting spots, everyone else will fill in where the spots haven't been drawn, and that'll be determined based on where they finished. So it's going to be a gambling game for the first feature, but we'll see. Who's got the luck and who doesn't this Saturday at Dodge City Speedway? That basically wraps up the local race weekend here up in the Northeast. We're going to turn things down to the Southern Dirt Track Report. And we have Artie on the line. Artie, take it away. How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing all right. Uh, Apparently, Chris is having issues on his end. Oh, okay. Um. We have a well, big, big race weekend coming up this weekend. Um, Baton Rouge is back in action. Um, on July 9th, they're going to be running a $1,000 street stock race. Um, they, they didn't race on the 4th of July weekend, so they'll be running um, for 1000 to win Crate Racing USA street stocks at Baton Rouge Raceway this coming um, Friday night. Keep on wanting to say Saturday. They've been racing sat- uh, Saturdays for so long, and they switched back to Fridays. Uh, also, Outlaw Speedway will be back in action this weekend on the 7th. Um, not the 7th. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong date. On the 10th of July, um, they're going to be running the local sprint cars, which have been coming out, about 15 of them every week. Um, the sprint car class is growing. They're going to be running at Outlaw and at um, uh, Baton Rouge this season. So the class is really starting to build, and these two tracks are trying to alternate when they run them. So it's been a great, great um, add to the local race scene down here to see the sprint cars run on a basically um, a bi-weekly schedule almost. And um, Pike County Speedway, they'll be back in action this weekend coming up. Um, they will be running um, no stingers. The stinger race is at Jackson Motor Speedway, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, the next few weeks at Pike County Speedway, July 10th is going to be um, the weekly racing. Uh, July 17th, the USCS Sprint Cars in action there. The, July 20, 24th will be the MSCCS late models. And then on July 31st, 800 to win street stocks coming at you. Uh, at Pike County Speedway, action-packed month this month of July should be really good. So let's talk about Jackson Motor Speedway, the first annual hot shot shootout. Um, this is going to be a pretty good race for you if you if you enjoy the stingers. It'll be a thousand to win, a hundred to start. It's going to be. Um, they, I think they have six um, states represented in the pre-registration. Thirty 
plus cars, 35 cars or so coming. So the race should be really, really, really good at Jackson Motor Speedway if you are into that whole, um, if you're into the Stingers. Um, but the, the race is really becoming, it's going to become um pretty big race down here for those guys. Those guys don't usually get to run for 1,000 to win, and they get to run for 1,000 to win this weekend. Also, don't forget July 9th, Friday night, this Friday night, Dirt Track Racing returns to Hattiesburg Speedway. Uh, pure stocks, pure streets, street stocks, modified crate late models, and more. Um, come on out to Hattiesburg Speedway. And that's pretty much all I got. Um, so thank you for the time, and we'll give it back to you. All right. That is Artie from the Southern Dirt Track Report. Artie and Jared have their own podcast with us through 110 Nation Sports and Blog Talk Radio. They are on Thursday nights at, I believe, 8 p.m. Eastern? Is yes, it? Uh, or is yeah. it 8 p.m. your um, time? 7 p.m. my time. So, yeah, 8, 8 your time. All right. So, again, Thursday night, they had their first show this past Thursday. Um, they, they had – it was a great – Apparently, it was a great show from what I've heard. I've yet to listen. I've been crazy busy the last few days, so I haven't been able to listen into that yet. But, yeah, they had their first show this past Thursday. I heard it went well. Make sure you all tune in again this Thursday night for another edition of the Southern Dirt Track Report podcast, Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, and you'll hear all the – local dirt track racing from down in the southern states with the southern dirt track report that is again Artie and jared uh doing that podcast and can't wait to hear the first one and hopefully the, uh, the second one does goes even better thank you but now we got note that covers our local racing segment for the half hour now we got uh, NASCAR race weekend this set, uh, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Friday we got the Truck Series at Knoxville. We're going dirt racing again. Uh, I'm not sure. I've not found an entry list. Yeah, I've been waiting for that patiently for Trucks Xfinity and Cup. I've been waiting on Bob Pockers for that one. I haven't seen him post anything about that. But um, we're looking at. Thursday, July 8th, 7.05 p.m. Eastern on FS1 is the Truck Series practice at Knoxville. July 9th on Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern is when the qualifying races kicked off. They're looking at four qualifying races. All the action will be on FS1 and MRN Radio. Um, And then 9 p.m. is the Corn Belt 150 presented by Premier Chevy Dealers at Knoxville, 9 p.m. Eastern on FS1 and MRN Radio. Then Saturday, July 10th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, we have the Credit Karma 250 at Atlanta Motor Speedway on NBC Sports Network. Uh, you can also stream it on the NBC Sports app or streaming service if you have that. PRN Radio and TSN for the Canadian folks. Sunday, July 11th, 3.30 p.m. Eastern is the NASCAR Cup Series Quaker Seat 400 presented by Walmart at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And again, same broadcast, 
networks for the Cup in Xfinity on NBC Sports Network, NBC Sports uh, Streaming Services, PRN Radio, and TSN. So we have a lot of racing action to cover for this weekend. Again, Knoxville for the trucks on Friday night. And Saturday and Sunday afternoons will be the Xfinity and Cup Series at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Interesting that we're running at Atlanta uh, this late into the season. Since normally that's one of the first few races, one of the first tracks we hit on um, into the schedule. And looking like maybe we may have an entry list for Mr. Bob Pockris. Um, no, looks like Michael Annette will be driving for Young Motorsports 02 truck for Knoxville, from what I am seeing. And, oh, yep, we actually do have an, an, or we have the point standings for the Cup Series heading into this. And Hamlin looked like the points leader over Kyle Larson. And that's to no surprise, but Kyle Larson catching it, looking like three points behind uh, Denny Hamlin right now. And by what Bob Parker is telling me, Cup Atlanta Mass is telling him, Elliot, Kyle Bush, Hamlin, Bell, Truex, Larson, Reddick, Kurt Busch, Chastain, Logano, Briscoe, Matt Benedetto, Austin Dillon, Brad Keselowski, Blaney, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Alex Bowman, Chris Busher, William Byron, Eric Almirola, Kevin Harvick, Eric Jones, Cole Custer, Bubba Wallace, Mike McDowell, Corey LaJoy, Daniel Suarez, Justin Haley. And then we have the sixth car, looks like Ryan Newman, the 52 from Rick Ware, 15, 51 from Rick Ware, the 38 of Alfredo, 37 of Priest, 78 of McLeod Motorsports, double zero of Quinn Half, and the Rick Ware three brings up the tail of the field, is what Bob Pikers is saying. Can you hear me, Taz? I can hear you. Well, well, well. <laughs> this is the first. <laughs> I have never I have never called in to any of our shows. So this is the first. You take the lead, I'll follow. So we're talking uh picks for this weekend. Yeah, I have we're still going- not seen an Xfinity entry list. So I don't know if, like, Kyle Bush is going to be there or, you know, any of the yeah, cup guys. I, have you seen anything? I have not seen any entry list, and I just checked Bob Pockers' Twitter because usually he posts them right about now, maybe a little before, but... Right, I'm and I checked JC, and I haven't seen anything either. Um, I do believe... Um, I do believe I remember seeing announced early, earlier Rick Young's Motorsports left time of Jeske in their O2 truck. Um, I know Jessica Friesen is piloting the second Hallmark truck this week since she did not get the chance to run at Bristol 
earlier mm-hmm. this year. Um, yeah, I think for Cup, it's really the only cars that may not have drivers is probably the McLeod 78 and I think one or two of the Rick Ware racing cars because it's looking like the lineups they're the usual guys. I don't see MBM or Colleg into this one. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb just because you said mentioned her name. I'm picking Jessica. <laughs> I had a feeling somebody would. You know, I think she's she, well. I I hope so. I hope she does well on her cup or in her truck debut. I really do. I wish her well. I wish I wish her well too, and uh, she's. I think may, Stu will have a good amount of pointers for her. She's raced a lot in the dirt, um, not only with modified, but with sprint cars too. So she's got a so she's got dirt experience. It's just going to come down to and how much experience did she pick up from the Bristol dirt truck practices that she got that she can incorporate right. for Knoxville. Right. Well, I'm well, hoping she qualifies well. Well. I'm not, I'm not doing crap in the picks for truck series, so I'm just going on a, out on a whim. <laughs> You're slowly sneaking up to uh, Craig, Chris, and I overall, so we're kind of we're, we're looking out for you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, good lord, trucks for this one. Well. Uh, there's Sheldon Creed. There, I know John Hunter's always been a strong pick. Uh, Matt Crafting's not bad on dirt. Um, I know Donnie Schatz is in this one. Oh, uh, boy. I'm gonna, I'm going out with, uh, I'm going out with Stuart Friesen. I'm going to go with the other Freeze. Okay. And hoping and hoping that uh that picks up momentum for him and his team. I know they've they've had good runs and I know some of the finishes haven't been to where they wanted it for what they show so far, but if you're gonna win a race, might as well do it on the dirt you're more comfortable in. He did it all Right, exactly. Exactly. This this could be the track for him, definitely. The only thing I would like to see with the trucks versus SRX with Knoxville is a little bit more multi-groove racing. And I know it's a little bit of a flat track with adding, like, stock car kind of deal, but I'm hoping that there's a little bit more multi-groove. We can get kicking the outside lane a little bit. Right. Yeah, we didn't we didn't see a lot of that in the SRX race there, that's for sure. Can you hear me, guys? Chris, you're back. I have made a breakthrough. I could not get in on Cloudfly. It would not let me on my computer. It would not let me. But I thought about it, and I said, you know what? If y'all are able to talk and y'all are connected into the – there is no host. I don't know where the host is. I called in as a guest. So whatever happened to the host cube, I have no idea. 
I am now a guest on the show. So that's too funny. Thank, thank goodness I was able to plug myself in and, and y'all as well. So sorry about the uh, something going on with BTR. Uh, but uh, so I, I'm trying to catch back up without any uh, without any uh, able, any way to hear y'all. I don't know what we've covered already. I'm picking it's up all, that we. It's all good. Kaz, Kaz did his northeast report. We got already in for the south south report, and we're just now talking about truck picks. All right, and we're going to Knoxville. It's the dirt yep. race. This is uh, Friesen's uh, wife. She's going to get the opportunity to try to make a truck race. I, I don't understand why Friesen wasn't given a cup ride this time. Did, did, did that just not come into fruition? Fire went another direction. Anybody have any answers on that? I think it was just a one-off deal for the time. Yeah, but you would think the guy with the most dirt experience would uh, be uh, a hot item to. Uh... But tr- only trucks are at Knoxville. Everyone else is at Atlanta. Oh, we're going to Atlanta. Yep, it's that weekend. Well, see, it wasn't that weekend last year. I don't know what weekend it was last year. No, it wasn't. No, this, yeah, is, it was, this uh, is part of the new schedule. Okay, so I've gotten caught way off guard. And so Xfinity's not racing? Xfinity no, is Xfinity racing. and Cup will be okay. in Atlanta. <laughs> Trucks are at Knoxville. Uh, so there is no – okay, that would be the reason why Stuart Friesen wasn't given. But now the Cup cars are going to Knoxville later on in the year, right? Hmm. Cup cars? Yeah, I thought we had cup cars, two two dirt races. No, trucks got trucks got the two dirt races. Uh, uh, Xfinity or I don't. Xfinity doesn't have any cup, only has one. Oh, okay. All right. So I was completely wrong. Wow. Uh, so uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. First of all, on the truck side, um, pretty sounds good. But uh, I'm gonna lean. I don't know any other dirt ringers. Is Kyle Strickler in this one? I don't know, but you got Donnie Schott. Uh, I think Ty Majewski's run, running the Young's Motorsports Zero Two truck. Um, I know Matt Crafton's got dirt experience in this one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, Matt Crafton. That's a great. One. I'd watch good out job. for Donnie Schott. I would too, for sure. But I've got to go with I've got to go with points, and Donnie Schott's liable to make a mistake. And cost it because he doesn't. He's not used to the equipment. So I mean, this is a, this is right. based on points here. A lot of my picks this year have not been because I think that they're my favorite. It's really based off of because we're playing points here, and I want and I want my bang for my buck. So you know, well, I went. I feel like it's gonna I went that. with my heart, Chris. I picked just Friesen just because I wanted her to do good, and I'm already okay. lost in points. So. Yeah, but this Lee, as Taz said as I was coming on, you have made a tremendous leap uh, being that you missed the first three, I think, three points. points I, I think y'all didn't come in until the second or third week, and we, were, right. we had already done several. Uh, so y'all were there. You and CJ Sports were several points back. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you made uh, you made quite the leap here. So um, I wouldn't throw it away. It's three picks this week. You're gonna you're gonna mess up one of them for sure. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. So I mean, 
you can't go against your heart. I know, you know, many times Stuart Friesen, uh, of course, he should be one of the favorites. Uh, between We're looking for dirt experience here. Of course, you know, Bubba Wallace has come out in a truck and won at Eldora. We would have never we would have never thought that. We would have never thought that. Right. For sure. Kenny Wallace would say. But, uh, um, so, I guess we'll do uh, Atlanta next, right? That is correct. Miss Lee, I can't believe you're on the radio. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) I I told Pans, I said, this is the very first time all the years I've been doing this. This is the very first time. I've been with 110 for seven years. I know that the network is 10 years old. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> First time I mean, for everything. I heard your voice. I know what you sound like because we've done, we've done group meetings and stuff. But, uh, wow, right. you have your air is a privilege. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Our production manager, Miss Lee Reed. you got to step in <laughs> when we can. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. So, uh, Xfinity, I guess I'll probably open that one up. Uh, I'm not sure who's on the on the list, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. None, none of us had found an entry list yet, so on the entry list. So I was on J Ski earlier. Let me see if I can find them. Did y'all go to J Ski? J Ski didn't have one. Pockers didn't have one. Wow. So, uh, well, normally we'd have it by now. I'm not sure what the holdup is. Maybe there's going to be some. Yeah, changing. I'm not sure what's up with that either. Yeah, definitely. Um. You know, I've been a big Barry fan, Josh Barry fan all year long. That's the only – he's the only one that I would uh, think. And I believe Kyle Busch now has run out of races for the Xfinity Series. I um, believe so, so, too. Yeah, we can preview – wow, they've not updated. What's going on here? Um I think uh, Josh Berry – I don't think Josh Berry's in the eight car anymore. I'm trying to think of yeah, who's Josh taking over Barry's done, Josh Berry's done over there for the season. Oh, Nick wow. Trying to think of who's going to take it over. Car. Uh, I have to look this up because I think their debut for Junior Motorsports in the eight car comes this weekend – and I want it. Maybe it's maybe Sam Mayer. I think they had to wait. They had to wait to become age. I think it was. I'm pulling up here quickly. I'm seeing it. Yes, Sam Mayer. I yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. What about Ty Gibbs? Is Ty Gibbs in the race? Oh boy, Ty Gibbs. We're gonna see that boy something up. That boy in good equipment is a threat to everyone. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think definitely, we, we, definitely. Will, we, we will soon have an entire episode on, on Ty Gibbs, I believe. I really do. Like, uh, the kid is, uh, <laughs> you say what you want to. He's, uh, he may have the no best Ty Gibbs. No Ty Gibbs. Whoa. I mean, he's the face of the franchise right now. I can't believe that. Holy smokes. So I, I'm going with Austin Centric. Uh, you know, it's a point. Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush in the 54. This is the last one. Ah. 
Kyle Busch's last Xfinity race. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with my pick, Austin Cindric. I'll, I'll burn with it. Wow, I was gonna go him first, and then I thought otherwise. And the reason why is because he's had some good finishes a mile and a half. He's had good runs, but may not have the finishes because of luck. Think y'all maybe know where I'm going with this. And if I do remember, if my memory serves me right, he does have at least a win this year. Um, if he doesn't, yep. well, when number when number one comes here, Noah Gregson. Oh no, Noah hasn't done it. Noah Gregson, I know, Noah Gregson does not have a win this year. As a matter of fact, he's sitting tenth in points. Well, so I'm def- pulling one out of the bag. I'm putting him as win number one this weekend. Wow. Hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, quick rundown. He's got the runs. America. He's got the mile and a half track runs. AJ Allmendinger, Justin Algier, Jeb Burton, Myatt Snyder, Daniel Hemrick, Harrison Burton, Justin Haley, Brandon Jones, Noah Grasson, Michael Annette, and Jeremy Clements. Uh, we'll round out your top 12 there. I am taking the dinger. If not, if I am not mistaken, was Atlanta not his first oval win last year? Um, might have been. I'm not sure. I'd have to look up that one. I, I, yeah, I I, I didn't look it up, but I here. for some reason I I want to say he he got his first oval win here at Atlanta. I think Almondinger is a strong choice. Yeah, for sure. Right, he he's a threat for the championship. He's definitely a threat. Right. Uh, Another driver He's that I think we're not we're not really paying attention to that could be very well be in a full time cup ride next year. But I I, I, well, think, he, I think he should have been full time but not I think he should have been full time you know ride, right, but he he didn't do crap in cup before. And part of that was because of, you know, the teams he was involved with. But He's really improved, in my opinion, with college racing. And I don't know that he necessarily deserves a full-time cup ride, but I think he's good where he's at right now. Yeah, yeah. And we don't want to see Kellogg come to cup races to be a third-tier team. We definitely want to see them at least in that second tier. We understand that they're, you know, going to have to get their motors from somebody, Hendrick, obviously. Mm. And uh, everybody's going to be buying their chassis from somebody. We, I just don't want to see – I want college racing to be successful. I don't want them to come in and be, you know, a gaunt racing or um, right. a little bit racing. Um, you know, something to that. Also, real quick before we get to our cup picks, I think uh, Matt Diamondetto has been so impressive. 
Like he was, he was just awesome. Penske better lock him down. But we'll get to the cup picks at Atlanta. Atlanta is a high bank track. Uh, it's a big track. A lot of uh, uh, wall riders at Atlanta. Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, William Byron. These guys seem to know how to get around there. First off, before we make our pick, is Hendrick going to think to show up again this weekend? I don't. With Pockers doing his projected lineup, I don't see a Cindric in the lineup. Oh. So did did you not make your Xfinity pick, Taz? Did I, did I he, jump I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry. My my Xfinity, my Xfinity pick was Gregson. I already said that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and then and then Miss Lee did Dinker. So um, into the cup side, I guess we'll let Miss Lee start it up. Okay, well, I'm kind of stuck. I really want to pick Larson because he, he, this is his kind of track. But I'm also looking at Harvick because this is his track. So I want to hear opinions. Yeah, I mean, Harvick, is, uh, he had some mojo there. Whether or not Ford uh, can get away uh, two weekends in a row at a, at a mile and a half or higher track and able to cheat, then, uh, yeah. I mean, but my my issue right now is with the, the Ford camp, you know. Penske's obviously right. the strongest. Yeah. Stuart Haas is way off the thread right now. Harvick is not where he should be. Uh, if it, but it's could scary this be his breakthrough? Well, right. I'll give my input here. I think Ford's been testing some things. I think Ford's been testing some things and testing the waters. And you've got three organizations working on the same problem. I expect somebody to fix this problem fast. If not, then they need to be asking NASCAR for more horsepower. Uh, that's just, you know, if they're getting beat by pure horsepower, by 15 horsepower every week, uh, we're going to have to do something. But uh, this will be one of those tracks where it's limited horsepower, so that shouldn't be an issue. That may open the door for Harvard. Um, but, uh, Task, were you ready to make your pick? I'm ready to make my pick after I say this. We've been to Atlanta once before this year. We're coming back mm-hmm. to it for a second date. If you're thinking of a Ford driver, I would maybe – I would maybe lean on Penske here, not Stuart Haas. I mean, yeah, you can go with Harvick, but with how Stuart Haas and Ford has been, it's it's hard to, like, really pick and root for them with how they've performed overall this year. But if you want to think, if you want to think Ford, I would think Penske for this one. Mm-hmm. But that's not where I'm going to go for my redemption time. Kyle Larson. <laughs> Kyle Larson. Well, redemption you know, from the last Atlanta race. Yeah, Bowman's the one that won that right. one, right? Yeah. Blaney. Mm. Oh, okay. Blaney won the Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the last time Ford was in victory lane, right? Uh, I do yeah, I believe so. News on Blaney. 
he will have some input on his next crew chief. I don't like that idea. I think uh, Blaney should stick to driving and let uh, the guys at Penske, who are figure out who's going to be best to be his crew chief. But uh, with the announcement of Todd Gordon leaving, not Penske racing. So I agree with you. Stuart Haas is not going to be anywhere near on my radar, even though I love Kevin Harvick, and I, I really want that team to get their act together and get a solid finish. I don't think I'm going to gain points from that area. I would uh, lean towards Penske, uh, but I believe Brad Keselowski's on an island on his own. There's no more information being shared to him. And Joey Logano, yeah. um, you know, he's the, he's the main guy there. But, you know, Chase Elliott, he's a factor. This is his hometown track. I don't think he's won in his hometown yet. Uh, if he has... Maybe he has. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of him. Um, Larson, this is right up his alley. But I said his name earlier. One of the guys that I think highly of that races uh, uh, the high banks of any racetrack, and that's Tyler Reddick, guys. Put my money with Tyler Reddick. Mm. Tyler Reddick. Wow. Interesting pick. Yep. Yeah, that's my swing pick this week. You know, Miss Lee said she's going for free. Jessica, well, my swing pick will come in the cup race. Well, you know what? I'm going with fire pick. I want to see if I want to see if if SHR can pull it out their asses. And finally get a win. They're going to have to pull something. They won't be pulling in free agents if they don't hurry up and get their act together. Well, that's that's very true. They got to do something. They got to shake it up somewhere. And hopefully Harvest can pull it out. <laughs> yep. I think I'm at the bottom of the points for Cup anyhow, so... Well, I'm very confident in my pick, and I'd love to see a first-time winner. I think uh, Tyler Reddick's been knocking on the door the last two years uh, to get that. He's uh, definitely shown shown some talent. The car should be trimmed out. This is a low-horsepower racetrack, so it's all about momentum, and that high side, that's, that's the momentum racetrack. That's where you find your speed at when you're keeping that throttle wide open. Um, that does it for our picks. We'll have to get in Craig Moore's picks, and we'll have to uh, find uh, Jason's picks as well. I think Jason has default picks that he that he goes to, and when all else fails, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got default picks for NASCAR, but for SRX, he's he's been giving them last. So or we'll, we'll see what he's got for SRX because uh, Biffle, Stewart, Deegan, and Mabani are off the table for him. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're doing this weekend, but I'm going to line up most sports park for the Mississippi State Championship Challenge Series Super Late Models. 750 horsepower ground pounding energy is going to invade the house of hook. That red dirt clay, we're going to see it fly this weekend. And why not Motorsports Park, the house of hook? We had a great crowd this past weekend, over 100 cars, and the prelude to the, to the Street Side Nationals. 
gave away two provisionals to the biggest race of the year. Uh, one provisional went to Brian Fortner. The other provision in the factory stopped Pier Street Challenge. The other uh, went to who won the street stocks? Who won the street stocks? Big race in the second. <laughs> who won? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Oh, my mind went blank. That is terrible. Oh, I'm hmm. so sorry to whoever. Oh man, Chris, come on. I know, right? Oh my gosh, now I'm giving up on myself. Hold on, <laughs> I'll pull it up. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That is terrible, Chris. The mind went blank, and then I'm going to read the name, and I'm going to be like, "No, man, I knew that." Well, why you yeah, got Shay Knight? Mississippi, it always does. Core Energy, Shay Knight. Sorry, Shay Knight. No disrespect there, man. No disrespect. Uh, we're closing out the show here and wasn't ready for that. Uh, I knew Lee Ray finished second, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, goodness gracious. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be uh, I'll be at Dodge City Speedway doing, being a flagger for the Mower Tire Group. Again, we're going to have the adult and novice carts for the Mower Tire Predators. More tire modified on hand for their gambling twin features. Again, they'll race their first. They'll race one heat race to determine the lineup for the first feature. The second feature is determined by, I guess you could say, the finish, but also a random draw. The top three finishers from the first from the first feature will redraw. We'll go for their starting spot for the second feature, and then wherever they draw is where they'll start. Everyone else will file in, but uh, based upon where they finished in the first feature. So if you finish fourth, you could be starting on pole, depending on how the draw goes. It's going to be testing of luck, how well your luck is, and uh, are you going to play the gambling game? Sounds fun. Hope that y'all go out and support your local tracks. Make sure you tune in Thursday night to our new Want to show a Southern Dirt Track report? Uh, we want to thank the 110 Nation uh, for being the the backer of our radio show, along with the others here at the network. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Look us up, share the link, make sure you listen to the show. We do have a fan question. I about forgot. Oh, my goodness gracious. Give me one second. I knew that there was something we missing. So, uh, it's a good one, too. In dirt tracks, I've heard something about tires and cycling. Seems important. Can you tell me a little bit about what this is? I appreciate the education given by our fan, Miss Rebecca. Mr. Becca, tire siphoning, something really simple. It's basically grinding the tires. It's getting more lights out of them. They're able to uh, grind down and, and get a little bit more thread, a little bit more juice out of that tire uh, because, of, the, of course, the, the high speeds, you're burning off a lot of rubber. Um, so they go in and they, they use the grooves that's already in the tire. They take a grinder and they sipe the tire. Uh, sometimes they create more, more grooves depending on who – and what they're uh, what they're racing. 
But uh, Taz, do you know anything about tire sizing? Uh, I do not. Wow. So this is a great question, Rebecca. Great question. Uh, but basically, it's bringing more, getting more life out of a tire. That's, uh, you know, not necessarily you'll have to go buy a brand new one. Uh, with the tire shortage, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a tire shortage in dirt track racing right now. Yeah, American racers have been bad on that. A lot of the, a lot of the racers are having a hard time getting their hands on tires. Most most major series don't allow tire siping, but being now that there has been a shortage, uh, you're able to uh, basically manipulate the tires. It's just a way of getting more use out of an older tire. Now, they will also take brand-new tires and site them as well, uh, depending on what type of groove racing surface they're racing on and whatnot. Uh, I never have understood how you go to the Hoosier guy and you buy a brand-new tire, and then you take it to your pits and you pull out the old grinder and start grinding on it. But, uh, you know, that's what some of them do. Uh, maybe that would be a great question for us to ask one of the dirt track guys uh, while they're on the show and uh, maybe get an explanation more, a, be- a better explanation uh, from them. But uh, thank you, Miss Rebecca, for that fan question. Thank you so much for sending that message right there. I know you were uh, complimenting the show, uh, but uh, it's the, the chaos that has been created tonight with the uh, with my issues on the host and missing a co-host and uh, just trying to squeeze myself back into the show after being uh, – Basically, left in the dark there for about 20 minutes. Uh, kind of put me off of schedule here. So, uh, normally, Miss Lee's also there to remind to make sure not to forget the fan question as well. So, um, bringing her on kind of took her out of her, out of what she normally does for us as well. So, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to the show tonight. Hopefully, we answered that question uh, really good. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to have a guest on so that we can ask. That question as well, and get them an actual racer. I'm just a fan and uh, an announcer, but I'm definitely, I'm sure we could get a better answer from somebody who uh, who races all the time or has the experience. But uh, you keep those questions rolling in. It's one of my favorite parts of the of the night. And of course, when I have a co-host who didn't know what tire sliding uh, was, that 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 means that it was a really good question. So uh, keep those great questions coming. Miss Lee, it took us nine years to do it, but we got you on here. Uh, welcome to the radio world. Um, thank you for being on and filling in when uh, I could not get reloaded back to the network. I'm still in the studio. Uh, my name, uh, the host is no longer in the studio. It doesn't say the 110 Nation Sports Show. So how I was able to tie in and uh, get the uh, – Get back on the air here. It's just uh, it's, it's it was a blessing, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, BTR is still live. Yeah, yeah. I, so I'm we're definitely. Yep. But make sure you check us out on uh, those platforms that we talked about. Share the show. Uh, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Google Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, uh, a few others as well. So check those out. Share the show. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that y'all support your local tracks this weekend. 
And uh, we'll see you next Monday night for Race Chat Live. Good night, night. everybody. All right, Taz, you going to close it? Yeah, this has been another edition of Race Chat Live on Block Talk Radio. I want to thank 110 Nation Sports, more to music and TNT Designs for making things possible. And we'll see you same time, same place, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. On Monday night, we'll be joined by Jeremy Hamilton. We'll try to get some background info. Hopefully, he joins in for the guest half hour. And we'll see you next Monday night. This has been the... Caution Flagger Radio, Chris Crane, our production manager, Miss Lee, and myself, Taz Taylor. Have a good night. Bye. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. All you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Planting the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.